Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again live. Today is Sunday, June 25th. It is 1 p.m., and you are currently watching the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group live with me, Jason Leeser. I'll be your host for today. And if this is working for you, please drop us a comment, leave a tag um, to someone who might love tattoos. Hit that like button. Just let me know that I'm not talking to dead air. I always appreciate that. And welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real-world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day, and with your help, have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both of the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. You can also find Reinventing the Tattoo on YouTube. You can also find Reinventing the Tattoo on our Roku channel, which streams out 12 to 15 episodes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on any Roku-enabled device. You can also find Reinventing the Tattoo at all of the major podcast directories such as Apple and Spotify or you can do what most people do and just search for reinventing the tattoo in Google. Um, and you can find it all, it's all right there, except for the book, the book is out of print. I'm still trying to get my hands on a copy myself. So please let me know if you come across one. Um, I'm very interested in buying a copy. So please, please drop me a line, let me know. But no matter where you were watching live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest information um, at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. Uh, we offer one of three options as samples. You can get a sample webinar from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon, or you can get some free advice from Guy Hitchison about your unique goals and setting your unique goals. Or you could take a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown, which is excellent, by the way. Highly recommend it. If you're a tattoo nerd like I am and you love tattoo history and stuff like that, this course is amazing. Highly recommend you take it. Um, at reinventingthetattoo.com, you can also find a full event schedule full, filled with full weekly and special event live stream details, including a link to join this show via Zoom if you decide to participate. Uh, you can also have access to the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel. It streams out about 13 different episodes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's available via the web. Um, reinventingthetattoo.com also offers over 20 world-class tattooer seminars. Um, these are recorded seminars that you can purchase and watch at your leisure. Uh, and it's seminars from everyone like Bob Tyrell and Andre Malcolm and BJ Betts. Um, we've got a number of new ones that are gonna be coming out fairly soon. I uh, just need to work on the editing a little bit more, but all of that is available at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. Once again, if this is uh, working and you can hear me clearly and I'm coming through clearly, please let me know in the comments or in the chat. Um, and hey, tag a friend who loves tattoos. Maybe it's someone that wants to become a tattoo artist. Maybe it's someone who's just working on fine art skills. Uh, we encourage all artists of all types and all backgrounds to come and join us here at this network. So please tag someone that's interested in art. We have a number of weekly staple shows we always encourage people to tune into. 
uh, every week starting here on Sundays at 1 p.m. with the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group with me, Jason Leeser. And that's followed on Monday with three separate shows. The first is starting out at 9 a.m. with Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom, where we go through and discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies and, you know, get back to some of those fundamental things that we all need to work on from time to time just to keep them fresh in our minds. And that is Mondays at 9 a.m., Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom. Um, I love to join that show every chance I get. It's absolutely incredible. Highly recommend it. Following Drawing Four Tattooers on Monday at 5 p.m., we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, where we get to go through and discuss how we feel about certain things, whether it's in the industry, whether it's related to art, whether it's things going on in our personal lives. Um, it's one of those lesser known discussed topics in the tattoo realm, but this gives us the perfect outlet to go through and kind of open up about certain things that might be going on in our lives. Following Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple, at 9 p.m., we have a subscriber's exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew from the Reinventing the Tattoo Network, where we go through and we work on different parts of the Reinventing the Tattoo canon live in class. Everyone's there. Everyone's working on stuff, and we can kind of go through and critique each other and you know, work on certain skill sets. It's also a great time to just jam out and work on art. Um, once again, that is 9 p.m. East Coast time. Subscribers only exclusive drawing group with Sandy McAndrew. And you only have access to that if you have a subscription to the Reinventing the Tattoo Evolution course or the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon subscription. Um, so you will need one of those in order to join, but I'm telling you right now, even if you, you purchase one of those and you only join for the Monday night groups, trust me, you will see a remarkable difference in what you are capable of doing and your skill set being built through the time that you take those Monday night drawing groups alone. It is absolutely worth it. I cannot recommend it anymore. Uh, we also have a, uh, another podcast that goes on on Thursdays at 6 p.m., and that is the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast with Fawn Baker. It's always a great time to join into that and listen to people's stories about tattoo collecting and, you know, stories behind their tattoos and different things of that nature. And that is Thursdays at 6 p.m. We also have a special event going on tomorrow night. I believe that's also at 6 p.m., um, which is Paint Night with Renee Little, where we will be going through and we'll be working on some live paintings. Um, so come join us, paint along. It's like a live virtual paint jam. Um, and it usually happens the last Monday of every month. So please feel free to tune in tomorrow night, right around six for live paint night with Renee Little. Uh, it's always a great time jumping into that and talking about all different types of stuff, tattoos and how it relates to different art topics. Um, so highly recommend you tune in for that as well. Would like to go through and take a minute to thank some of our sponsors and some of the people that make these shows happen. Starting off with WorldTattooEvents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. As we know, living in this post-pandemic era, certain tattoo events are still getting rescheduled like crazy. So if you're looking for the latest and greatest, most up-to-date tattoo event and convention information coming to a city or town near you, 
maybe it's one you plan on visiting coming up on for vacation, or maybe it's just a convention that you heard about and you were wondering, oh, well, maybe I'll take a trip out there and check it out. You can get the most up-to-date comprehensive information for all tattoo events worldwide at worldtattooevents.com. Tattoonow.com, technology for tattooers. This is the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything up-to-date, upgraded. They're competitive with any type of CRM, mailing, link, mailing list, or scheduling software out there. So if you're looking for digital tools to really help you get more people to come into the studio that want to get the type of work that you want to do, this is where you would go to do it. Go through, talk to tattoonow.com. They will get you set up with everything and anything you could ever possibly imagine to help streamline your business and your process to really help you make the most out of what we do with this craft. Of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and professional profound thank you from the bottom of my heart to Guy Aitchison at GuyAitchison.com. He is the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. You can go to GuyAitchison.com where you can pick up a copy of his biomech encyclopedias. He's got some of his tutorial DVDs. And if memory serves me correct, he should have a new cover-up seminar coming out sometime in the next few months. So you're going to want to check back in for that. Uh, he does occasionally have some custom coil machines for sale, as well as some original oil paintings every now and then. But you can always find countless fine art prints there as well. So go to GuyHson.com and pick up some merch. Um, you never know what he's going to have up for sale. So I highly recommend you take a look and check it out. Would also like to go through and give a quick shout out to the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. Uh, the Apprenticeship Diaries is your number one source. If you are trying to become a tattoo apprentice and you want to know what it's like and you want to know some of the stories about apprenticeships or you're looking for more information on apprenticeships, this is where you would go. I highly recommend it. Um, Amy goes through and covers everything soup to nuts. It is absolutely a fantastic resource for people trying to get a tattoo apprenticeship. Would also like to say a very quick and personal thank you and shout out to TATCOM and Aaron Williams, who is the mad scientist behind TATCOM. TATCOM is looking into the science of tattooing. They are currently exploring how tattoos work, why they work, what are the best practices for you know tattooing, and they are developing hardware that will allow us as tattoo artists to go through and tattoo at a better, more efficient level whether it's through power supply control or needle depth technology, these guys are literally at the forefront breaking ground on the brand new latest and greatest tattoo technology to come about because they are looking into the science behind it. Aaron, thank you. You are a legitimate certified genius. And every time I talk to you, my mind is just absolutely blown. Um, thank you so much for everything. And as always, if you uh, like today's show, we ask that you go through, post a positive review on the channel, help us get the word out, maybe drop a comment or refer us out to someone else that might be interested in tattoos or tattooing. If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event, become a sponsor of our community, or if you are looking for a fine art critique or a tattoo critique, you can always email management at 
reinventingthetattoo.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. And that wraps up our intro. Let me just save this guy. Okay, good. Good. Cool. Awesome. Um, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Let's cool. I don't know if this is live yet on the Facebook. Uh, let me just double check. Doesn't look like we have anyone that's signed in. I don't know if this is going out to the YouTube. Should be. Uh-oh, I don't think this is broadcasting to YouTube, and I don't know why. Hey, Medusa. Hi. Hey, I think something's going wrong with the YouTube, and I don't know what it is. I would not be able to tell you. I have not been on YouTube today. Yeah, yeah, something's definitely going on. Oh, boy. Is there a connection mm. problem? Yeah, I don't know what's up. And I don't think it's broadcasting out to uh, the Facebook either. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know what the disconnect is, but um, I know I did everything I usually do. Oh, well. Mm, gotta love it. Well, if there's nothing to do, you might as well just carry on. Yep, yep. Uh, I think there is a different, so let's see. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going. I think there was just a disconnect with the, um, the YouTube link. Uh, let me see. Um, mm. Correct video. We are. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think there was a disconnect between the one that was scheduled and the actual one that is live. That's weird. I don't know. Don't know why that disconnect happened, but nothing I can do about it. 
You got our subject for the day? Uh, yes. Uh, so I wanted to talk about consistency in relationship to being successful and all that stuff. And I did actually have someone reach out to me and wanted me to go over uh, reflective light for a little bit. So I may go into that uh, for a little bit, but we will see what happens. Um, as most people know that have watched this show, never quite know what direction this show is going to head in. It's kind of a crapshoot. I try to stay consistent, but you never really know. I'm just getting some, uh, my little drawing stand ready. I had to do a breakdown. I was out in uh, media earlier this week uh, filming a new black and gray hand tattoo portrait seminar. Um, so I had to break everything down and I'm still getting some stuff set up. So sorry about that, folks. Um, so I was asked for something a bit outside my normal genre um, from an existing client that I met at the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention. Um, and they wanted kind of a techno mech dragon which sounds pretty rad techno mech yeah like think futuristic like part mechanical part like cybernetic kind so of So just mech kinda uh i think i'm gonna add some like glowing elements to it though um so that should be kind of interesting maybe uh, but I wasn't trying to go like full mech, like full like hogs, <laughs> gears, um, hydraulics or anything like that. I was trying to keep it more to like circuitry, open parts, uh, more on the technology side. But we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, eh, it doesn't exist, so I can kind of draw whatever I want, right? Yeah, that dragon looks dope so far. Yeah, and um, the area that it's going to be going on is kind of weird. Um, in fact, let me do this. I'm going to switch this over so that I can actually pull up where this tattoo will be going. Um, let me add photos of placement. Let's do this guy. Okay. And we will do this guy. Cool. Good. And the so here's kind of like the fun thing about this. I've got lots of open skin to play with. Um, so I'm going to be very, very interested in how I can get this to work with the background that they want to do. They want to do more of like a traditional kind of Japanese isobar background. Very, very dark. Um, and the, this is kind of the area that I have to work with. Um, so I've got plenty of room. So 
what I'm initially thinking is having part of the body, um, this area up here, starting out in this area over here. Right? I don't know if that's necessarily bright enough. So let me do that again. So I'm thinking about putting this area here, right? Over in this area, kind of connecting to their upper arm, right? And coming out from behind what they have on their upper arm. Uh, it's not really gonna leave me too much room for like a hand over on this side, right? That would be coming down this way. But with the way that that would be coming down, so that would start out coming down that way, the head would end up coming down in this generalized fashion, maybe even having like a hand extending from up here. So if we hide this and this, you'll see this hand here, which is drawn on a separate layer uh, because I like layers, right? So what I'm actually considering doing is taking this hand and moving this and having this be up higher so it would actually sit further back. Um, and let me see if I can do that. Uh, let's do this, this, and then merge. Merge down. Nope. Bad idea. Let's go up. Merge down. So I did just merge these layers, which was not a very wise maneuver. It's okay. It's okay. Life is good. Fortunately, there's a little bit of procreate magic we can use. Um, so just as a kind of concept show you guys what I'm kind of working on. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit tricky. It might look a little weird at first. Um, but if I have put that up there just for grins, this I can take, move that up here. So this would end up coming down a bit more. Hide some of this other stuff back at going up down here. So I don't know how well everyone can kind of see this, but I would end up having like the dragon head, right? Kind of wrapping around down this way. So that would end up coming down uh, more or less onto the back portion of her forearm. Ideally, I'd like it to be a bit bigger and take up a bit more space. And then what I could do is I could take this hand. Drop down this size. Maybe see if I can get this to fit back here a bit. I see what you're doing. I can comprehend that. Yeah. Or I mean, I could even drop this down over towards the front, but then I would have to watch out because they already have an existing tattoo on the front of their forearm. So that's where things get a little tricky, right? Um, 
but I mean, I'm down to play around with it. I have to get everything together because they're coming in on Saturday. So kind of down to the wire on this as far as conceptualizing and, you know, getting everything kind of tweaked out in advance and all that stuff. Um, There we go. But I'm thinking about adding some vents in there. Uh, you know, some kind of like ribbing, some vents. Um, you know, this guy would end up being like a vent. There'd be a vent over here, another vent there. Um, you know, adding adding some like plating to it, sticking, trying to stick with more straight lines than anything, just to kind of give it that like mech armor kind of feel. Mm -hmm. if that makes any kind of a difference or any kind of sense. Yeah. The major problem I was having with this is trying to end up keeping everything as straight lined as possible, but still giving it the organic kind of look of a dragon. Right. Which is very tricky because you're working with something that typically has a lot of rounded edges. So it's like, okay, how can I go through and draw this with straight lines or, you know, just slightly curved lines in order to make it more organic and still maintain the appearance of a dragon. Um, so it's not been easy. It's been a challenge, but I always enjoy challenges. So for me, it's kind of like, cool. Maybe I'll take this and I'll just make this like almost like a blade. That could be cool. No, no. Sometimes when people give me too much creativity and too much freedom, it can be overwhelming. It can be daunting. Because then it's like, well, okay, you got to be cool with whatever I come up with. You know, and then I know some people out there like to have a bit more of a say in what they get done. And that's okay. I can deal with that. That's fine. Sometimes I need a little bit of direction because at the end of the day, I realize my job is to make the client happy. Um, you know, as long as what they want ethically is within my realm to do and confidence wise, I know I can pull it off. Then partly my job is to make the client happy, but without knowing what the client wants, how can you make them happy? Right? Yeah. So I still have some yeah. more work to do this. Um, it's getting there, but I kind of like the way that everything's kind of lining up and working so far. Um, they wanted to do some like more traditional kind of Japanese fire. So should probably start sketching that out. You know, like flames, uh, some of the more traditional flame stuff. Maybe have like one coming off here. I'm trying to decide myself what kind of uh, uh, materials I'm going to use in my next drawing. Ooh. I'd love to see what you can do with like Copic markers. I am not going to invest hundreds of dollars 
into a new medium that I've never tried before. But well, if you, you send me a whole bunch of Copic markers, I will use them. I was going to say, are you planning on going to the Paradise Gathering this year? I am not. Uh, my buddy's wedding is that weekend. Oh. But there's like three people that have weddings that weekend. And they're like, wait, I thought you were supposed to do it in the middle of the week, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, that's. I always thought it was like, you know, midweek kind of stuff. But no, no, it's wedding weekend. Uh, two of my really good friends are getting married. So I'm going to. I was going to say, maybe, maybe if, if that was going down, maybe, you know, you would end up leaving with more things than you brought. Well, I will be uh, there at the end of July because I'm going to Fast Alleys. And you know what's kind of ironic? Hmm. You know who's doing a seminar at the beginning of August? Yeah. At Fast Alleys? Really? Bill Canales. Oh, cool. Dang it. Why isn't it the same weekend? I'll be there. Yeah, he's um, he's got a dragon seminar he's going to be doing on the 3rd and 4th of August. Um, don't know yeah. if you'll still be in town for that or not. I will. Absolutely. Probably not. I cannot wait around that long. I get back to work. Understandable. Thus, the struggle is real. Yeah, um, and, and then after that, I am cutting back on my traveling until December because it's it's a lot of work traveling all the time. Oh my god, it is. This is too much. I don't. I love it, but oh my god, I don't love it. You know, I I never really understood how much of a headache it is. Um, until I started traveling and when you're traveling constantly, it is such a nightmare to go through and try to be like, okay, cool. What do I have going on here? What do I have going on there? What am I doing with this? What's going on over here? What kind of a commitment do I have to this? You know, okay, well, I feel like I just kind of want to like take a weekend off. Oh, wait, I can't, I've got to go over here and do this. It gets to be very, very exhausting. And that's why when I hear every now and then about certain artists that, you know, they'll travel and they'll do like 25 different shows a year. It's like, how is that even humanly possible? Well, to them, it's probably not exhausting. To them, it's like they've done it so much. It's literally like getting up and brushing your teeth, just part of the routine. Um, I have been getting my routines for like, you know, airport travel and stuff down. Although I keep getting sick every time I travel. And this last time I got COVID and I was sick for nine days and Mm. I still have a cough. Like I sound different right now because I've still been coughing this morning. Um, And I've been back for like a week and a half, almost two weeks now. And I'm like still sickish. Yeah, no. And this time I was like, I'm not going to get sick this time. I'm going to wear a mask. And then, of course, I packed my mask in the wrong suitcase. So when I get to the airport and look through my carry on, I'm just like, oh, never mind. Ooh, it'll be fine. I'm just, you know, just going to fly back. It's just, you know, seven, eight hours and airports and 
a couple of planes. It's not going to be that bad. And then, of course, I get COVID and uh, I lose my taste. And uh, I didn't realize I lost my taste until I was putting salt on my ice cream because I was like, this is really bland. How can I make it taste more? And then I was like, wait, you're not supposed to fucking salt your ice cream. Oh, my God. I lost yeah, my that's, that's that's <laughs> a bit odd. Also, probably shouldn't be eating ice cream when you're sick, but I mean, it does help coat your throat, which is always nice. It's always a plus. That's what um, she said. And we do have the one and only Seth Mushrush with us today. What's going on, gang? What's up, Seth? Seth? So uh, it's Puerto Rico crew. Yeah. Yo, you're going? Yeah, she's going. She's Hell working yeah. the booth with us. Yeah. What? Yo, yeah. and, and I'm talking to the guys and I'm trying to be put next to Fast Alley and her crew. So that's uh, going to be a blast. Yes. Uh, I am excited about that. Several months to plan. Yes. Nice. And uh, I will probably be starting a group chat with all of us. If that is conducive to everyone and everyone is cool with that, that way we can plan out hotel stays and dinner arrangements with Yuki. And uh, I'm trying to organize it so that we actually go out to dinner and can chat with uh, one of the VIPs that will be there. um, Initials being SB. um, I know. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm gonna hit up Yuki and see if there's a time when, you know, maybe uh, the the three of us can head out to dinner with Yuki and SB, and um, maybe go through and you know talk and pick brains and you know get get some like VIP time. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, does Yuki is Yuki part of like setting up the um? convention uh no however well not to my knowledge at least okay however, last time i talked to them like the next day puerto rico convention posted my stuff to advertise and i was all like oh i thought yuki did it no no as far as i know he he's not part of the organization and the planning of it that could be wrong um i may be wrong in that assumption uh, I do know that he is one of the more well-connected people in the industry, even though he does not tattoo. Um, yeah, his collection is. Yeah, it's on a whole new new level. Of like, just like, I, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. You keep you're listening to this, but I just want to look at you. Like, hold still. <laughs> Let me just look at your skin. Such nice skin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking everyone from, you know, Steve Butcher to uh, James Tex to Hiro- Hiroshima three. Hir- Horiyoshi the third. Horiyoshi Hiroshima. Hiroshima uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Uh, you may want to get oh, that pronunciation God. correct. <laughs> don't want to insult anyone there. Um, but, you know, it's just like he's one of those guys that has spent a ton of money to develop this collection and make these contacts with people. And it shows, man, you look at his bodysuit and you're just like, is this even like real? 
You know, it's all the same genre. It's all the same kind of stylistic stuff, but it's so well done, so well curated that it just blows my mind every time I see it. So. Nice. Yeah. So it's important to meeting a lot of these people. Like you and I had that conversation the other day, man. I, for as long as what I've been doing this, um, you know, and I, I think it's important to be able to, you know, network and meet people and, and your peers and other people that you look up to and stuff like that, sharing ideas and stories really help does help you become a better artist for sure. Without um, question. I, 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 there's, I still feel like I've been, uh, for the most part, like on the, not in a bad way, but kind of like on the outside looking in, I just never, it's my own doing. Like I just, I only invested in, you know, traveling locally and, you know, wrapped up in family stuff and things like that. So I just never really got out to, to do the things I was, you know, I think the furthest I traveled was, uh, to do a convention was I did Baltimore. Uh, I've done Philly. I did skin industry. And then the, um, I did, uh, wild card, which was in Jersey and then Boston. So it's all like that kind of local East coast, Northeast area. And it's just, I'm very, very excited for this uh, opportunity to get out. Absolutely, uh, man. I'm excited to have you out there with us because I know that a lot of these guys that are going to be out there, um, you know, not only have they been extremely influential to me and what I do, but a lot of these people have different perspectives on different things, right? And it's those different perspectives that can help open our eyes to different stuff and can really help us, you know, take a step to really achieve another level in this industry. I'm yeah. just glad you'll be there so that I won't feel so bad if I take a six hour nap and leave Jason hanging. Oh, I, uh, trust me. It's one of those things. I understand like everyone. networking event. Well, not the whole thing. But, you know, it's like everyone's got different metabolisms and everyone's got different, you know, levels of energy. And I, I respect that. You know, there are some times when I want to take naps and, you know, it's like sometimes I push through it and sometimes I'm just like, mm, nah. Yeah, there's no amount of networking that's going to make me awake after uh, <laughs> three days of working at busy convention. In my bones now, so I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties, and uh, I have discovered that uh, the thing there. I was, huh? That's so. down there in age. Uh, I've yeah. discovered what I was missing in my twenties was more nap time. So nap time is critical. Um, you need that, especially when you're traveling. Yeah. Nap time is a great time. Uh, we love nap time. Um, it is wonderful. Um, I try not to spend too much time napping just because for me, like, especially if I'm traveling and I've invested all of this money to go through and network and tattoo and all this other stuff, I'm really trying to capitalize on the amount of time that I spend being productive. Um, so for me, a lot of it's just about pure productivity and trying to be 
at my A game and trying to do as much as I can do in the amount of time that I have allotted for all of this stuff at this location. But once again, that's just kind of the way I look at things. So one of my clients uh, is from Puerto Rico and uh, I've been working on him a lot lately. And he has uh, a friend that actually lives down there uh, still and um, set it up where she, she collects some pretty big pieces uh, and she's interested in getting, so I might have lined up for there a, uh, a portrait from the movie, The Professional, Leon. Ooh. So that'll, I've never done one for that. So I'm looking forward to putting something like that together. Hopefully it, uh, the appointment will hold up and it'll be a fun one to look forward to down there for sure. Oh, absolutely. I know once I start really pushing out the advertising for working at that show, um, because I've worked it a few years in a row, I should be able to pull in at least one appointment a day. That's all you need. Which is typically what I look for. You know, one decent sized appointment a day at any given convention. Yeah. Um, Because especially if you're traveling a distance, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and be completely booked up with appointments because then you may end up missing out on gaining a new client while you're down there. So I always try to, you know, make sure that I've got plenty of time for anyone that might want like an impulse tattoo from someone that is not from that standardized area. Um, Sometimes it works out great. Sometimes you don't necessarily make your money back, but you know, that's okay. I'm just going to do walk-ups. I had a good good run doing actually i did really well doing walk-ups last year and i learned a lot nobody in puerto rico likes color so i'm not even bothering bringing my color i mean i i did a couple of color tattoos last year but you're right it's it's kind of few and far between i yeah i think i did one and honestly even though i mostly do color i can do black and gray too like a lot of my drawing style is black and gray. I just really like tattooing with color. Um, but I found that like, I did a bunch of walk-ups. I did like six or seven walk-ups throughout the weekend. So a couple of tattoos a day at least. Um, and they were all black and gray. And so what I took from that was that uh, I don't need to pack my colors. Because packing colors is a bitch. It yeah. really is. Maybe if, I think maybe if you need colors, there'll be suppliers down there, right? You could just yeah. get a small I'll sample just, set. Yeah, I'll just go get like a couple of like the minimum what I need. I'm really good at mixing colors too. So I'll just get the base colors of what I need, mix the rest. But like, I don't even think I'm going to back black because fuck packing black too. Packing ink sucks. I'm just going to go buy a bottle of like an ounce of black when I get down there. That's what I did last year. Speaking of blacks, um, I recently ran out of my normal go-to liner black and the supply truck uh, just so happened to stop by. So I decided to try a new type of go-to everyday liner black. And I have to say, I am very impressed. 
Um, anyone out there that's interested in trying a new black, uh, go take a look at Panthera and their liner black. It is dark. It is fluid. It goes in super easy. It heals super dark. Um, it is definitely my new favorite lining black, period. End of story. That's um, what a uh, friend of mine uses for all of his uh, blackouts. He uses their like extra black or triple black yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and uh, that's what he's actually known for doing is all of that blackout stuff. Yeah, um, it's great stuff, man. Yeah, it, so I, I didn't know about their lining black, but their lining black is great, dude. I don't necessarily know if I would use it to thin out for a wash. Okay. Um, but I really like it for outlining. And that's kind of like where I got stuck with that when you were uh, when you were at the shop um, with what I was saying about using talents. Like, I think I've just been using it for so long that it's like reliable for, you know, pulling like nice, clean, long lines and the stability of the color over time holds up. But it really, it's it also it cuts down so well as a two drop gray line. Right. Um, and it's just like so consistent. I've used other premixes and things like that. And I end up getting like, you know, little like kind of pigment overloads in certain spots. And, you know, then you get inconsistencies in the gray line and stuff like that, which can really be, I mean, it's doesn't not really a detriment to the overall tattoo, but it, you know, as, as we are all kind of like perfectionist, it just kind of like, that's what we'll focus on then for the rest of the piece. We just see that. Right. You know? Um, so I, I do like talents for that one reason, but I'm always willing to try something different. Yeah. And talents was an industry standard for a very, very, very long time. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, I used to use it all the time. I really don't anymore, but that's just because I've gotten so used to using other different brands that you know, for me, sure. it's like I've started to really kind of drill down over the years and figure out what brands and what things I like for what projects and, you know, oh, this is, you know, my new go to for like gray wash sets and all that kind of stuff. I do really enjoy using a premix gray wash set simply because I like the consistency and the reliability of the value. Um to me, it's, you know, I know exactly if I use a light gray wash, I know exactly what value that's going to be. And I know yep. how that's going to sit and how light that's going to be in comparison to whatever black I'm using. You know, if the black is too dark, then that light gray becomes an extra light gray. And then the medium gray becomes a light gray. And then, then you get thrown all out of whack and you're like, ah, yeah. Uh, then you're like, why isn't this the right value? Why did this gray turn out to be the wrong gray? Uh, but, you know, over the years, I've just gotten so used to using premixed that that's just kind of what I go to now. And I've got my my reliable brands for that so that I know exactly what I'm getting. Um, and yeah. it works, you know, in my opinion, fairly well. Um you know, I'm able to accurately predict how things are going to look and I'm able to accurately predict how dark things are going to be. So for me, that's just what works. But I always tell everyone, whatever works best for you, you know, I am not everyone. 
and everyone is not me. So do whatever works best for you. Speaking of things that work best, I have been doing really, really, really good with my ballpoint pen drawings lately. I've been noticing. In the past, like, year or yeah. so, but more so in the past They're few killer. Thank you. Yeah. I think this next drawing that I'm working on, which I just finished sketching out, which you can't see because it's all light sketches. You can actually kind of see the thorns because I kind of went hard on those. But whatever, look at this mystery piece of paper with scribbles on it that you can't translate via. But what is it? Well, you're going to have to find out after I take ballpoint pens to it. Just, yeah, consistency. Same materials that I've been using. What brand do you use? Um, I've been using Zebra. Um, hold on, let me, let me go grab them real quick, actually. Um, I use a couple of different ones. They're both the Zebra brand. Um, I'm right next to a couple of fans, so I don't know if you can hear me. Um, but, uh, oh, shit, did not realize my hand is on the camera. Um, I've been using this uh, F301 7, 0.7 millimeters uh, Zebra pen for a lot of the fine detail stuff. Uh, this pen was uh, one of the pens that I was using for my uh, portrait of uh, uh, Wang Odai and um, that actually I left them at home when I was working on the picture last year at Puerto Rico and I just went to Walmart and picked up new ones. So like oh, cool. these Readily even a available. pack of like two for like four bucks. Readily available. As is this, which is also Zebra, Z Grip Medium. I don't remember what it is. And when this fucking runs out of ink, I'm gonna be devastated because I'm gonna have to actually take this pen to the store and be like, which one is it? Um, but this one I found that the ink is like super dark and like black, black, blackity black, black. So this is where I get my like dark fills with this. Um, and both of them, I actually found out really recently uh, because Fawn Baker is always hounding everybody about it as she should. Archival quality. They both are archival. Nice. So, like fast. Yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. If you're going to yeah. invest the time to create a work of art, make sure it lasts. Or don't because then the value of it will just be like you can only see it now <laughs> Which, okay okay like all of the old doc martin, all the old doc martin paintings are like that the dr martin yeah they look yeah. great when yeah, they're first finished like, get it while you can yeah yeah scan it while you can yeah, I used no, to know a guy um, that did that and he would scan it right after he finished painting every single one of them because, you know, and I asked him, I'm like, well, why are you rushing over to the scanner now? And he's like, are you kidding? These things have like three days at most before they start to fade. I have no idea what you're talking about. So tell me the Doc Martens radiant watercolors are super vibrant, super pigmented, super crazy bright, but none of them are light fast. 
like when he like, says super bright too, like think of like highlighter markers, but opaque. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's crazy the, bright. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, if you look at any of, uh, I believe Dave Fox uses those. Yeah. And he gets some great, great, vibrant colors. Um, the problem with those is that they're not archival. They're not light fast and they fade so quickly. They're almost completely gone within like a week. Well, I've never what's seen the fucking point? Well, no, I mean, that is an exaggeration, quick, but I've, that's an yeah, exaggeration. I've seen them, like they go like uh, the guy I used to work with up in Massachusetts. And I, I mentioned this before on this stream that uh, he had a uh, Mike Dorsey painting of uh, I forget the name of the story. But the the Hanya that gets her uh, arm cut off and is like funny fat in the hills carrying her arm. Uh, it was a wild painting, but three quarters of the color was gone. Like you could see the black outline and you could see a faded pattern of that was in the fabric. But you know, I think at one point she was orange and there was maybe like a pale, pale yellow left, if that. Um, the blood was gone. Everything was just kind of like had disappeared from it. Um, and it was less than 10 years old. Damn. But like dude. to Medusa's point, then it, then it adds a little bit of kind of like mystique to the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you like can market that. It was once this beautiful and then poof, gone. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's definitely something to say for archival quality. Like, there are pieces of art that people do want to pass down too be like this yeah. beautiful this beautiful piece of art that i commissioned from this artist and i want to give it to my kids when they get their first house you know or something like that you know and artwork can is it can be passed down and valued for generations that's very true but yeah. also a big thing is sometimes you just don't fucking care about what's going to happen in the next generation honestly i don't think we're going to have much of a planet in 50 years so why the <laughs> fuck should i try to make my art last that long i only care about what's happening right now because i am an in the moment kind of bitch says and the if lady you miss with the out, archival pens right yeah <laughs> I, I found out these pens were archival long after I was already using them, not caring about what okay. they were. Okay, all right, let's knock the dirt off your shoulder there. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, I've been using these pens for like over a year, and I only found out um, in April, actually, when I was doing my guest spot, that they were archival. And I was like, oh, I guess yeah. that's cool. Little bonus. But you get used to the consistency of it, right? Like you had mentioned before, like you, it's, and Jason had brought up, you, it's no matter what your medium is, you, you find a groove and, and that's what works for you. And you learn how it works and, you know, you get comfortable yeah. with that. It's, it's I've, nice. I've been thinking, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it because like when it comes down to making artwork on paper, I love using big pens or ballpoint pens. I always have since I was in high school. I just love the feel of it. I love the gradients. I love how easy they are to use. They're my favorite tool. But when it comes to tattooing, I'm not a black and gray artist. I've tried to be, 
And I, I can pull off some basic bitch stuff, but I'm not a black and gray artist. I love working with color when it comes to tattoos. If it's needles and skin, I want color pigment. But when it comes to paper, eh, I'll stick with my pens. So I've also yeah. been thinking, like, that's you also know, really, really hard to market myself as a tattooist. Being, I was like, just I love to do color. Say. And they're like, oh, yeah, let me see some of your art. Like, it's not what I do. Yeah. So but if you can nail all of those values accurately, then you know what I mean? And, and you have a good understanding of color theory, uh, applying that stuff to it, it just it takes the color work to the next level. You know what I mean? The ability to see color and value rather than just you makes a, a big difference. Uh, and well, um, when I paint, I like painting with colors because I yeah. fucking love mixing colors. And uh, a couple now, of years paint- ago... Huh? I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you paint uh, monochromatic first, and then like, do you do like overlays, like glazes in color, or do you you jump right in straight color? Um, I would say uh, when I'm doing like an oil painting, I do a monochromatic ish sketch in like sepia. You yeah. know, that whole base layer. And then I just yeah. go bonkers with color. But the thing cool. is, with my um, my oil paints, I have, like, two yellows, two reds, two blues, black and white. And one of my friends gave me some metallics. But, like, that's all I use because I really, really like mixing colors and learning color theory by mixing them so and that's how come i have a little bit of confidence and if i go down to puerto rico and i don't bring my things with me i can just buy like some basic colors like three or four colors and then mix the rest of my palette that's a something i learned that i find really valuable from uh jesse smith's pair uh seminar um that one year and um was his limited palette now see at my home station at work i don't have a limited palette no if i see a fucking color at the fucking ink store i'm getting it and i like it i'm buying the fuck out of it i don't care but if i have to mix colors i can do it but if i have to i'm just gonna stick with my pens can i just do a tattoo with my pen (laughs) speaking of colors in tattoo pigments and stuff like that I've recently also started to pick up some new colors by a new company to try out um, with great results. Uh, So I would like to go through and say a very big thank you to Chroma Pigments. Um, I picked some of those up off of a recommendation from a colleague when I was at the Skindustry Tattoo Expo. And wow. Wow. Is, is Chroma new? Uh, Chroma's been around for a while. They are powder-based, um, so they're not, you know, micro-dispersed or pre-mixed or anything like that. Um, they are very much um, very kind of, for lack of a better term, old-school traditional uh, as far as their consistency as far as their pigment load, uh, what they're made from, they are acrylic-free, vegan-friendly. 
um, if that matters to anyone. Um, I don't usually put too much stock in that. I only like my inks with animal blood in it. Well, I mean, typically, yes. That's usually what I go for as well. Um, I mean, it's it just does something for the color. I think it's yeah, the it's light that iron. Yeah, it's the plasma. The iron in the blood. The blood plasma does something to it. Um, but they are, they go in real easy. They saturate very quickly. They are very, very bright. Um, and I have been using them like no tomorrow and they are awesome. So if anyone out there is looking to try a new brand of colors, um, highly recommend it. They're very fluid. They're very thin as far as their consistency goes. Uh, so you're not going to get like a lot of like clogging, you're not going to get a lot of like thicker kind of, oh, no, this is so thick. Like I, I can barely use it kind of stuff. It's very thin, um, but very pigmented, very heavily pigmented. So you don't have to worry about that. And nice. very, very easy to use. All right. Uh, I'll let my uh, colleagues at uh, the shop know about that one. Yeah. Very, sure. very good. Traditional stuff. tattooers there. They're always oh, looking dude, for Then stuff. they'll love it. They will absolutely love it. Um, I think it was originally marketed and designed for traditional tattoos. Could be wrong in that. Uh, but they are extremely heavily pigmented, but very, very okay. thin. I don't know how they get the thin consistency with the type of pigment load that they put into their pigments. Um, because it's like one pass. And it's solid. You don't have to. I wonder how long. I wonder how long they let it sit for. You know what I mean? After mixing and stuff like that, maybe mixing it again and again to increase fluidity. That's a very good question, and I would have to like actually talk to them about that. Now, the only downside to them is that they don't exactly have a very large color selection, but the colors that they do have are amazing. Yeah. Um, I've really been liking their light red and their crimson red. Their uh, was the one I picked up the other day. It's like um, a bright navy blue is amazing. Love it. Absolutely in love with it. It's a fantastic color. Awesome. So for anyone that might be out there that might be interested in that kind of stuff, take a look. So uh you know medusa when you're doing your uh, your pen drawings you find that like, i think it's really interesting like i feel like working in something that's deliberate and permanent like ballpoint pen kind of forces you to be a little more aware of like efficiency of line and stuff like that and describing forms and, and the shapes and being uh, a little more uh, deliberate with where you want things to be, you know, lighter or darker. You just kind of lay it in. Like there's no, there's not really much of like a scribble or a scumbling factor. Everything seems to be, a, you know, very deliberate lines and laid in, you know. Kind of uh, like tattooing. Yeah. So when you do a black <laughs> and gray tattoo, have you ever approached it using strictly liners instead of shaders i mean i know it would take an increased amount I, of time i have actually considered 
doing it that way because I know like that's how I can pull off doing like I don't want to toot my own hard but horn but I think my ballpoint pen portraits are pretty cool they're dope it's probably the thank you it's probably the best thing I do is my ballpoint pen portraits right Uh, and uh I have considered that but because I just don't have the experience tattooing that way I haven't really tried it. Um, you know, I need to, to get gain some... that experience is to just do it. You're already a good tattooer. You know what I mean? Like just next time you get a small black and gray piece, use, just use liners, set up a couple liners for it. And see, so, see how that I think works. I'm going to get some fake skins. There you go. Try some practices. Actually, I, uh, I actually, ha! is right here it's actually underneath my coffee table i uh started a biggie oh yeah portrait on um a pound of flesh palette you can nice. actually kind of tell that it's biggie too <laughs> hell yeah i see that um, right on. yeah that's, but, my, that's um, my guy yeah so, but i uh, um i didn't do the stencil right i didn't let it dry and then when i was wiping the whole fucking stencil started coming off and now i was just like oh my god i just wasted like this 20 dollar tiny piece of pound of flesh and now it's got blotches of black on it you can kind of see where it's going but i wiped the whole stencil off because the stencil doesn't stick and the texture is just not as good as real skin so I yeah. was actually pretty disappointed in that experience and really frustrated the whole time. And like that same day, I was just like, fuck this. And I went back to just drawing a portrait of Biggie with pen. And I was like, this looks yeah. way better. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it'd be uh, interesting to apply that. Like I've seen, I know of, of one guy in particular that does a lot of his black and gray stuff now using mostly liners and you know, for tighter areas on a face, wrinkles and stuff like that, I would render it out using just line. But you try and go ahead and just do a, a whole, you know what I mean? Start with a small one, like a rose or something, and knock it out using liner. You know, doing your the same technique you would do using the pen and just bridge that gap. You know what I mean? Take what it is that you're best at and, and flip it into a tattoo. Well, I've also been playing a lot with the... Uh, um... Let me pull it out because I have it in front of me. The ball pen cartridges from True. Um, When I was at uh, the Indie Expo, uh, the True booth was actually right next to mine. So I was able to just hop over and be all like, sup, bitches. Let's get some of those ball pen cartridges. And I did a bunch of stuff. I did what I think is a pretty fucking sick portrait of Lilith from the video game Diablo 4, which I have been um, mega mega spending a lot of time doing that and not a whole lot of time doing anything else. (laughs) Um, uh, Lilith portrait with that and I kind of figured that that actually kind of gave me a little bit more um, confidence in trying to do it with a liners and stuff playing around with those cartridges because i mean yeah you can get the stipple effects but you know you can manipulate that the same way using them as liners things so yeah i think i could do that i just gotta i i just gotta actually do it that's the thing 
Now, for those of you out there that may be watching that maybe you're not quite as advanced in your tattoo career, be very careful when deciding to go that route with, you know, just liners, trying to do stipple work. Sometimes if you don't really have that much experience under your belt, it can cause some problems and maybe things won't go so well. So just be aware this is not something for people that are just starting to learn. This is definitely yeah, Medusa's got some experience. Medusa does. Um, and I would love to see what she does. But for people out there that are still maybe trying to learn or still getting their feet wet, for lack of a better term, I would not recommend trying this method. Just, just standard just blanket disclaimer. You know, blanket be careful. Fuck the rules, just do it. You gotta learn somehow. But but as far as specific uh, recommendation or specific advice to Medusa, the only way you're going to learn how to swim is by being in the pool. That's true. Yeah. For God's sakes, yeah, definitely be experienced. Don't try it out on a client if you're just getting started. Now, I like I'm, to put now that I'm second guessing. I'm like, wait, what is the level of experience? Do I have my like little check? What is there a list I need to check off first before I can try it on a client? Medusa, Medusa, no, we had this discussion at, in Puerto Rico. Work. Medusa and I had this discussion in Puerto Rico, and I don't think she has anything to worry about. So, Medusa, remember that discussion and go from there. I will remember nothing because I smoke too much weed. Oh, you know what? So, <laughs> if you have any space on your if you have any space on your thigh, right? Just rip out a little cherry blossom or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Or whatever. Oh yeah. A little skull, you know. Fuck it. I mean? Screw yeah. it. Go for it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've actually got like a lot of free time this upcoming week because I messed up my calendar. I thought this week was the beginning of July. It's not. We still have more June left. I think this podcast, I think we should make up a t-shirt for this for this stream, this podcast. And on the back it should say, I messed up my calendar. Because I think that's (laughs) I think that is like every tattooer says that at least once a month. I screwed up my schedule and I you know. I do. I for me it's a bit more regularly than once a month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where we live. We live in yeah. that space. It, it's in that space of like, oh wait. We're we're marketing it right now. So if anybody's out there. Yeah, if anyone wants to make us those t-shirts, we'll greatly appreciate it. We're down. So I always thought this is super embarrassing how often I'm just like, did I just, did I double book myself? How come I just, ah, fuck. Like, how did I like skip an entire week of booking and now I have nothing to do this week because I thought this week was next week. I thought it was embarrassing. It feels so good to know that other people out there are doing that. Oh, are you kidding me? Not only are they doing it, they've been doing it. For decades, <laughs> I feel like tattooists are the worst at scheduling. We live in that space, a hundred percent. I maintain whenever I screw up my calendar, or you know, like 
mix up which days or what or anything. I just tell people, I was like, you can't rely on me for anything. I only know how to draw. That's yeah. my <laughs> job is drawing. Technically, my job umbrella includes scheduling, but I wasn't trained to schedule. <laughs> I was trained to draw. So good I luck mean, on that part. I've been in a situation before where I have uh, been working on somebody. Then another client walks in and they're like, oh, you know, I've been an hour on this one guy. And he's like, oh, my appointment was for one. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I think I accidentally double booked when I rescheduled your appointment last time for, you know, whatever reason. And he's, they're like, OK, yeah, it's no problem, man. I don't mind hanging. I got nothing else to do. And they're usually really flexible with that. And then about a half an hour into him sitting there, another client walks in. Oh, oh dude. No. What? Oh, what? No. What? You want to talk about the beads of sweat coming off of my forehead? Yep. My heart starts racing. I'm like, oh, having a panic attack. I mean, but it's, you know, we're lucky. Most of our clients are very, very reasonable. That that doesn't happen, but once in a great while. But, uh, the, the shifting, I think all of our schedules have maintained some sort of malleable uh, type of a uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Existence, a malleable existence. Well, there has you know, to we- be a little bit of flexibility. You know, things happen sometimes, especially if you're an artist, much like myself, where we keep our own schedules and we do all of our own booking, you know, for whatever reason, you know, as much as I hate to say it, but like, if you get a client that isn't very flexible with their schedule, Sometimes it gets a little hairy, but for the most part, people are pretty cool. You know, they're like, oh, hey, things happen. Not a problem. No, let me know whenever you have more time. Luckily, they're not dealing with people that mess up their schedules as often for them. This isn't happening all the time for us. We're just like, fuck, I did it again. But they don't know that I did this three days in a row. But, and you know what, too, they also like, sometimes you got to kind of like, you know, you absolutely just wear the responsibility and then you yeah. go, well, it looks like it's going to be a late night for me. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? like, it, and, and they're cool with that. They're just happy to get the work done. But, you know, then you got to own up to it and push through that moment and, and deliver, you know what I mean? So that's, that's part of the, people talk about like the ebbs and flows of the business and the ups and downs. Sometimes, you know, you got to work till 1130 to get the shit done. Absolutely. Uh, actually, uh, but yeah, because I screwed up my calendar this whole month, I forgot there was a last week of June. And uh, so, so you're missing had, an entire minute, week. Almost, so you, like you thought June stopped on the 23rd? I didn't think June stopped on the 23rd. I just <laughs> forgot about like the 24th through the 30th. Holy shit. Okay. So, I can honestly okay. say in all of my years of doing this, I've what never misplaced right an now? entire week. What okay. So, okay. 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 Let me explain myself. Please do, because this, this is going to be good. My, I don't, my work I think we're good. is having a camping trip and the first weekend of June. And when I, I traveled and I got back and I missed a week of work because I had COVID. 
and I was sick. And during that time of being sick, I thought that when I was coming back was our camping trip. And I knew that our camping trip was the first weekend in July, but my brain missed that there was a whole week before that. And for some reason, I just kind of thought that, you know, June was over. So when I realized that this weekend we weren't going camping and we're going camping next weekend, I was just like, oh, Uh. I literally rescheduled everybody from like my COVID week where I was super sick to when I get back from camping. So So you time frame. Yeah, so yeah, now that, that usually week. happens when you drink, but that can happen if you're that sick. I, that's that's a good excuse. Yeah, that's yeah. happened to me a few times. Usually, hundred proof vodka was involved, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how I lost a whole week. It's because I don't know how to look at calendars. I only know how to draw. Yeah, there it is again. <laughs> that's the other side of the shirt. I screwed up my schedule, and on the back, I only know how to draw. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. So, but luckily, though, I think I can. I'm, I'm able to find work. Um, I have decided that uh, I've been wanting for a long time to get into murals, and my mom wants me to paint a mural on the side of her business building. So, fuck it. Now that I have the week off, I'll just go do that. Are you gonna do it in pen? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping. I was all like, but mom, it's archival. <laughs> I got 10 feet by 15 feet to fill with this yeah. guy. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. You'll be posting it, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'm actually going to get it started this week, but I think I'm going to drive over there, get the measurements, and uh, start working on a supply list and everything because fuck it. I have nice. the time off. Might as well. Now, are you planning on thumbnailing that, out, that right? first? Um, I don't know. I haven't gotten to that. I literally, while we're on this Zoom call, my mom is texting me being I'm like, what are you going to do this? And I'm just like, uh, this week I have some time off. Is okay. it an indoor or outdoor wall? Outdoor. Ooh, outdoor. Fine. Yeah. Um, one of my friends has been doing murals for like 20 years. Well, I guess technically they've been yeah. doing murals for like 10 years and they were graffitiing for the 10 years before that but it's all the same there you um, go. art art smart and so i'm gonna they they sent me like a novel long text message that's like pages of pages of text about like their whole process and what kind of paints to buy and all these techniques that i haven't even started reading yet so i got some homework to do but Figured out what to do with my accidental misplaced week. Nice. Sometimes things have a way of working out that way. Yeah, more serendipitous than accidental. Uh, Well, yeah, actually, that is it is pretty, pretty cool, because otherwise I don't know if I when I would have had the time to work on this mural project. So it works out. Nice. Um, But speaking of which, I actually should get off here and actually start that project um, yeah and i've got about 10 more minutes before i have to get going um yeah. i have to mow the lawn today so need to make sure i've got plenty of daylight for that so all right but we've got about 10 more so, minutes all right hey i'm gonna head out now 
But y'all have fun with the rest of your main news. Will do, will do. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. bye, Medusa. Have a good have a good one. And then there were two. Right. Have you heard from uh, Studevant at all? Uh, no, I have not, actually. Um, not lately. Um, Ricardo, if you're watching, hope you're doing well. Um, but, you know, keep in touch, bud. Okay, right on. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh, heard from him or Bruno lately. Um, Ricardo, Bruno, and I were like, uh, and Kirsten, we were all like thick as thieves for, for a while there. But, you know, sometimes in life, things happen and, you know, sometimes you life takes a different course and sure. you, know, you got to rock with it, man. You know, you got to embrace change. Absolutely. Um, I spoke uh, with Gabe earlier today and let him know I will not be able to make the Paradise Gathering this year. But uh, he said, send me some dates for some things in 2024. So. Um, hopefully I'll be able to uh, take a look at those and uh, be involved in that stuff. There we go. Yeah. That would be awesome, man. What do you, uh, what is that dragon for? Is that a tattoo or are you just, uh, yeah, just fleshing out? out like another body, body position, another body composition. Nice. Um, still like working on my like hands, uh, heads I've got down pretty easily. Um, but yep. it's the hands and legs that I, I've, really been struggling with lately so oh yeah they're tough. trying to been really trying to like hone down and you know work on that and i've got certain hand positions down pretty well yeah but like some of them are just hard man they, yeah. they're hard yeah i agree man there's i mean there's tricks and stuff and, and little formulas that you can apply to it but just because you know the formula doesn't mean that you automatically know how to do it. You know, yeah, I it's... still struggle with that from time to time where I'm drawing something and I, I think I got it. And then I go back and look at it again and it's like, mm, you know, something looks stiff or, you know, I used to have the problem of drawing them. Like they ended up looking like, like boxing gloves. They were just too thick. They were too heavy. Right. And then, you know, you have to have the ability to, to correct, you know, to self-criticize and, and look at something or self-critique and, you know, and, and do it in the right way that, you know, keeps you honest and keeps you uh, pushing the envelope a little bit when nobody's looking over your shoulder. Absolutely. You know, a lot of that just comes down to, you know, saying, OK, this is what I want to accomplish. You know, I want to get better at drawing dragon hands or dragon heads or dragon bodies or whatever, you know, yeah. and then making that conscious decision, sticking to it and then setting aside time either every day, every other day, once a week, whatever. But maintaining consistency with it, because if you're not maintaining consistency, you're never going to improve. And if you're right. not going to improve, then you're never going to achieve that goal that you set out for yourself. Right. You know, so and that that's something I've been very big on over the past few months is, you know, making a commitment, sticking with it and then achieving whatever goal I set for myself. Um, you know, and it's not easy to do sometimes, especially not with like life and everything that life throws at you. 
you know, oh, it's yeah. not an easy thing. Sometimes, you know, you find yourself leaning one way and you're like, oh man, I, I really don't want to do this. I really just want to kind of take the day and like relax and do whatever, you know, but it's, you know, sometimes it comes down to personal accountability, personal responsibility, you know, and it's like, okay, well, if I don't do this, what's the outcome? What's my, you know, what's the bad thing that could happen if I don't? Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I sit back and, you know, I, I don't work on this and now I've got a dragon appointment that has crept up on me and it's like, oh crap. Okay. Well now I have to go through and kind of spend even more time than I normally would have if I was just chipping away at it, you know, to go through and figure this out. That way I don't look like a fool whenever I draw a dragon hand or head or whatever, Yeah. Um, you know, and next thing you know, you're up until three o'clock in the morning, the night before trying to draw it, trying to get it right when you could be sleeping in, relaxing, getting plenty of sleep, even though we are tattooers, we don't necessarily. Um, but, you know, the principle's there. Uh, yeah. But so I find that just chipping away at something a little bit every day or a little yeah. bit other day or something like that just really helps. You know, yeah. it, it's really, really helpful. You yeah, know? and absolutely different references and saying, okay, how do I want to draw this? Let me see, you know, different ways that things can be drawn. Oh, here's a guy I really admire. Cool. Let me go through and let me just try to break down what they do. You know, how are they doing it? Are they like, you know, looking at, you know, for example, dragon hands, sometimes you'll see people and they'll have like a very, you know, kind of basic, form for the top of the hand and then they just essentially do straight lines with like a nail right yes line nail straight line nail um and they can go through and that's maybe the way that they draw it the best you know maybe that's the way that they like their hands to be and it works you know and they just do like little bumps to represent um you know knuckles or whatever but you know, and then maybe you'll come across someone that draws dragon hands differently. And maybe yeah. they it's like, for lack of a better term, say they've got like their hand, right? I always like to do diamonds for like the tops of the hands because it automatically gives you the three points that you need here, here, and here. Um, and maybe they'll do like a line and then a circle to represent the knuckle and then another one. And then maybe it's, you know, line, circle, line, circle, this one come back and then forward, you know, and then you'll see them do like little bits of uh, almost like scribbling in the form. Yeah. Creating that value there. Yeah. And then they'll go back through and refine that. You know, maybe they'll add like a curved nail there. This guy would be hidden. This guy would be hidden. You know, so everyone's got a little bit of a different methodology. Sure. You know, which makes their tattoos unique. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Something that I like to do is um, doing um, like if I'm kind of stuck on a form or not maybe able to make it as fluid or have as much movement in the claw as what I'm looking to get. um, I'll look at some uh, like just think about drawing uh, finger waves. 
Yeah. And then when I can isolate a small little group of three finger, because then you get like that same kind of loose fluid movement and then apply that to the way the fingers are, you know, and then also always remembering that the weight on a dragon finger is all the meats on the bottom. Right. So it helps to get like, kind of like that concave U shape on the top of each segment of the finger. Um, when you're talking about like, you know, things looking more organic or, you know what I mean? But that doesn't, like you said, that doesn't necessarily, there's no right or wrong way, you know? Yeah, they don't exist. So right. you can technically they, do whatever however you want. want. Yeah, I agree. Um, I usually look at a lot of like bird claws and bird feet, They're specifically great. crows and ravens. Um, yeah. Really struggling with like segments, uh, getting things to look right. And how do I want like the nails to curl and curve? Yeah. Uh, but then you got to factor in, you know, perspective and proportion. Right. What part of that nail is going to be covered by what? Right. You know, sometimes um, I'll make the thumbs beefier. Sometimes I'll make them skinnier. It all kind of depends. But, you know, it's I don't know. There's different ways you can draw things to have different effects. And it's all I agree. To- yeah, for sure. Just it's good. It's important. What I think the most important message there is to explore all of the options. Leave leave no stone unturned or nothing, you know, Absolutely. nothing that you didn't try, you know. Um, I got to sign off, man. Get back on the road here. Right on. Right on. Always appreciate you joining in, bud. Yeah, man. Thank um, you so much. Great discussion today. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise. Uh, let me switch back over. Cool. Um, Seth, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Always great ha- having you on here. Always great discussions. Always great, yeah. you know, just you know, chatting with you about different stuff. Um, yeah. For those of you that are still watching, thank you very much for tuning in. If you like today's episode, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Um, join us next week. Uh, Seth, give us a uh, quick little sign off, man. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Seth Mushrush, uh, just at Seth Mushrush, spelled exactly how it sounds. Uh, I have a website, mush, uh, SethMushrushArt.com, and I tattoo currently full time at Baker Street Tattoo and Media PA and part time at the Concord, uh, in Concord at the Gallery Tattoo Studio. So it was a mouthful there. But uh, thanks for having me on and uh, hit that subscribe button. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Later, guys. Anyone that's still watching, you can find me on Instagram at Philly Inc. Um, It's right up there. Right up here in the corner. Uh, Feel free to give me a follow, shoot me a message, uh, talk to me about whatever you want. I'm always down for discussions about tattoos, fine art, critiques, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Thank you for watching the Reinventing the Tattoo Network today. And I will catch everyone next Sunday uh, for episode number 114.